This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 1st of April. In your Squeeze today, vaccine tit for tat. Building missiles. Cracking the property market. And send those watches back. This is your Squeeze today. Both New South Wales and Queensland's premiers were, Claire, relatively speaking, optimistic when COVID numbers were released yesterday. In Queensland, just two and both linked to other cases. In New South Wales, just one. But in some ways, the damage is done. Many businesses have already dealt with cancellations. Blues Fest in Byron Bay has been completely cancelled. It's all very bruising. All eyes, though, at 9am Queensland time will be on Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk. She'll give an update on the situation and confirm whether the lockdown for Greater Brisbane will end or continue over the Easter weekend. And what she said yesterday is that if there was good testing rates across Queensland uh, and they didn't see any unlinked community transmission in any cases today, that the signs for Easter are looking positive. That's a quote from her. Looking at New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian, she also said that they're hopeful that there's good news there too. And in that regard, she was putting restrictions in place in the areas around Byron Bay where the latest case has popped up. Uh, But she said that there wasn't cause for businesses to shut. As you say, though, that Blues Fest at Byron Bay uh, has been knocked over for a second year running, really devastating for them. Yeah, particularly for the arts industry as a whole, that's taken a massive beating the last year. On top of all of this, Claire, there's been a lot of chat about the vaccine rollout, that it's not happening quickly enough, and particularly comments from the federal government that our state governments aren't coordinating it well was not well received. No, it really wasn't. And it's come to a bit of a crunch point because about a month and a half ago, Prime Minister Scott Morrison set the target of having 4 million Australians vaccinated by the end of March. Today's the 1st of April uh, and 670,000 people have had at least one shot. As you say, there were comments yesterday uh, in News Corp papers, also from the Federal Agriculture Minister around what the states were doing, uh, particularly suggesting that they weren't moving fast enough, but state premiers and health ministers around the country really pushed back very hard yesterday, saying that the Commonwealth government, who were responsible for distributing those vaccines, were doing it slowly and they weren't getting a lot of notice when shipments were arriving, and that made it very difficult to run a vaccination program. Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt sought to mop this up yesterday. He said that he's in the camp of working with the states and territories and that they're doing their absolute best and they're doing an excellent job. We talked yesterday, Claire, about the fact that the World Health Organization's final report into the origins of the coronavirus has been released. It found that the most likely scenario was that the virus was transmitted to humans from bats via another animal. But gee, that report has not been taken well. 
It really hasn't. As you mentioned yesterday, Kate, there was pushback even early yesterday from the United States who have been very critical of this process the whole way through. But since then, 13 other countries, including Australia, have said that China didn't do enough to support that investigation uh, and that they had too much of a hand in the final report. That's been admitted by the World Health Organization head, Dr. Tedros. He said that further investigation was needed, particularly to conclusively rule out that there wasn't a lab leak. China's always denied the virus was a leak. And as you say, Dr. Tedros, though, said yesterday, and this is the quote, let me say clearly that as far as the World Health Organization is concerned, all hypotheses remain on the table. Prime Minister Scott Morrison yesterday announced a $1 billion plan for Australia to work with our mates over in the US to build our own guided missiles. They're the ones whose course can be altered mid-flight. Definitely not missile experts, but look that (laughs) up. And they're the ones that apparently you can, you know, sort of steer as they go through the air. What Scott Morrison said yesterday is that that investment was needed because we're in a challenging global environment and to have our own self-defence capabilities capability to be able to build these sorts of missiles is something that Australia should drive towards. The aim is to make us more self-reliant, he said, and whilst no location has been chosen yet for the new facility, it's part of the government's $270 billion spend on defence projects over the next 10 years. Research Clare released today by the National Housing Finance and Investment Corporation, very official, demonstrates the difficulty facing first home buyers when it comes to what is actually affordable. Yeah, they're a federal government body and what they've done is put out a report around first home buyer affordability. Looking at the year to June 2020, it looks like Sydney and Hobart are really struggling when it comes to first time home buyers being able to get their foot on that ladder. Uh, the bottom 60% of income earners in those cities can only afford 10 to 20% of the properties on the market. So that's a lot of buyers for not a lot of properties. Uh, Looking at Melbourne, it's a little bit better. Uh, The same income range, so that bottom 60% can afford up to 60% of properties on the market. Uh, Looks like Brisbane is about the most affordable city in Australia. For first home buyers, lots of numbers when it comes to talking about property and it just so happens that we've done a squeeze shortcut on it this morning. We have a look at what's going on with property prices. We step it back to the time of 17% interest rates, a time many first home buyers will have heard of from their parents probably. We compare that to now. We look at the factors at play. So search for squeeze shortcuts in your preferred podcast app to give that a listen. We try to distill those tricky numbers. The Aussie Olympic and Paralympic uniform was unveiled yesterday, Claire. It's designed by ASICS and I reckon it's pretty slick. Look, I'm no fashionista. I'm also no designer of athleisure wear or any other kind of athletic wear. But look, they're green and gold. They look pretty smart. Uh, There's a really interesting design feature. So Indigenous boxer and artist Paul Fleming has been involved and there are 52 footprints from a design of his and that represents the 52 Indigenous athletes who have competed for Australia at an Olympics. Yeah, the range is called Walking Together. Let's hope it all goes ahead now, Claire. Certainly, organisers are pushing ahead with it. 
Squeeze the day and of course we're headed into the Easter weekend. So as I mentioned, Premier of Queensland Anastasia Palaszczuk's press conference is at 9am Queensland time. It's one for the diary. She said she'll announce then what is happening with the lockdown, which of course will determine the plans of so many people. It really will and fingers crossed that that goes well. As said in the email this morning, it's hot cross fingers for Easter. I love that. So hot cross good fingers. Luck. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah. You can tell I'm giving myself a plug. Um, <laughs> um, also looking for that Sunday morning of Easter, uh, it is the end of daylight saving time. Get an extra sleep in if you're in one of those states that observes daylight saving. Here's a test, Claire, forward or back for the old clock. <laughs> you go backwards because you get the extra hour. Yeah. Well done. It's also <laughs> April Fool's Day today, so watch out for that one. I've already been fooled. Oh, so happy. There we go. Yeah, already. It's oh, only wow. 5am. <laughs> That's a bit rough. That's all from me, Claire, for a fortnight. That's not a joke. I am off on leave and I am looking forward to it. Simone and you have got this sorted for the next couple of weeks. Have a good break, Kate. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy the Easter weekend, everyone, and we'll be back on Tuesday. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.